Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, hey, I'm back. I'm actually back and back home. It's Tiffany and Mandy. And this is Brown Ambition. Ambition. How's it going? Honestly, I'm so glad to be home because Essence Fest was like the weekend before. And then this past weekend, I did um, Women Evolve, which was um, Sarah Jake Schwaber's first conference. Her, she's the daughter of T.D. Jakes, the really popular um, um, bishop. Um, and religious leader. Um, and it was honestly, the, the conference was amazing, but like just two back to back, really packed weekends where it's just, it was That's just a lot. lot. It is. But I have to say, I met a bunch of BA listeners and literally, I mean, now I've started this thing, which it's so funny because I'm not a hugger, but because I say, oh, Mandy, people gave me a hug for you now every time I need to listen. Maybe because I don't know if you guys know this, but she really is not a hugger. Like, no, I'm not. If she might feel her tense up a little, it's because <laughs> she's thinking ill. Um, what if you change it to like a fist bump? Why do you set yourself up like this? I don't know. Because you know what I mean? Somebody actually gave me a hug and I wanted to mention it. And then it was like, oh, so that's the thing. And I'm like, oh, no, it's not the thing. Honestly, I mean, I don't mind because I get hugs like on the budget Nista side. And so people are like, look, I know you're not a hugger, but I'm going to have to hug you because you helped me with my debt. So, I mean, I accept it, you know. Keep the hugs. Keep the love coming. Well, that's dope. Yeah, that sounds really exhausting, not going to lie. I myself am very high-profile auntie lately, so it was a (laughs) back-to-back kitty weekend for us. We visited kids. We had kids over at the house. Well, we really wanted the parent. We wanted our friends, and now all of our friends have kids who are, like, running around age, Mm -hmm. like ages two to four, so they came over to the house, and then I realized, oh, my God. This is a lot. It was like, first of all, no one was ever in the same room together because someone was always chasing one of the children <laughs> or a child was always having a tantrum and needed to be chased somewhere. Um, so at one point, there was like a holy grail moment for 10 minutes when we were all in the backyard together, just all the kids, all the grownups, and it was, it was awesome. Um, but definitely good birth control, I must say. <laughs> yeah, kids are really exhausting. Like, so exhausting. I was... I was going to visit my niece and my nephew yesterday. And then I was like, oh, let me FaceTime them before I leave. And then watching them, I was like, you know what? I actually am going to stay home. Because <laughs> I was tired. And then just like, like literally every time I said hi to my nephew on FaceTime, he would zip into the other room. And I'm like, what is she doing? He doing it. She's like, girl, I mean, not, I mean, he's just running for dear life as if you're 
There's no, there's no rhyme. She just looked like sitting tired on the couch. She's like, there's no rhyme or reason. It's just, you say hi, he takes off. That's just what we do. <laughs> That's just how it is. <laughs> Meanwhile, yeah. my niece, who's barely one, like the other day, my sister said she crawled over to her, handed her the remote and said, TV. She's <laughs> 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 like, I don't whether to be proud or ashamed like do we watch that much tv she was like she only says like three words and now one of them is tv I th- she's like and why did it was the right remote you know how you have like three tv remotes she's like i'm clear on the what i'm clear on what i want thanks i witnessed the power of the smartphone i'm telling you when those 10 minutes we were all together it was brought to you by apple android and other devices because that was the only way at a certain point i just watched the, the light in their eyes go out the parents and they just gave up they're like fine i'm just <laughs> bring out the cell phone exactly yeah what else is happening Ooh, i had an interesting um call today we're thinking about using um like one of these new um home uh what's the word like not interior design but interior stylist services now they have all Ooh. these new they have all these new um businesses where they sort of have made it easier for, you know, everyday people to hire an interior designer. Um, So someone to help you pick out, they can do everything as little as just help you pick out furniture, but they can go deeper and help you pick out cabinets and fixtures and lighting and all that kind of stuff. Um, And for me, I figured it was smart the same way that it was smart when we got our financial planner to help us kind of be the middleman, um, because we may disagree on stuff. And I always liked having an independent third party like mediator. Um, so for me, when we're like we're we're doing a lot all at once, you know, trying to plan how the house is going to look, and I have a heart. I'm like already overwhelmed thinking about okay, the backsplash in the kitchen, and how's it going to mm, look like with the bathroom yes. tile, and like Ugh. I just need someone to sort of help, not just keep the peace between us as we try and merge our styles, but also, yeah, just keep tabs on like the high level, and then talk to the contractor about you know, stuff and order stuff. Um, so we're looking at a couple different places. Okay. And the first one that I've talked to is called Home Polish. Um, and I've heard good things about them. They used to charge an hourly rate, something like $140 an hour for okay. their services. But when I talked to them today, and I was a little weary of that because I don't like, I feel like that would make it feel almost as if you're working with an attorney, you know, oh, I sent Home Polish an email, so now I'm going to get billed you know, for half an hour or whatever. Um, but when I actually talked to them and the, and the girl was super nice today um, and asked a lot of questions and it was just like the, the introductory call to learn a little bit about and then they refer you to one of their designers and then you have an additional like meeting at your house with them. Um, but they changed their business, they changed their, um, their payment model now. So it's just a flat rate that you pay the designer, which I just think that's so much better because then you just know upfront here's how much it's going to cost and it includes everything and you don't have to feel bad about calling them or, you know, them spending an extra half an hour with you. I don't know, picking out pillows or whatever they do. No, I like that. And honestly, I, um, like, like thankfully, you know, we have a blue design and development. So Rihanna, who's the, the, the wife side of the team, she's doing that for us. Thank goodness. Um, and then, you know, her husband's doing the, um, uh, the project management, but because honestly, I'm not gonna lie. I have no idea. Like I'm not, I don't have a good eye for things like that. You know, I'm the type of person that like when I see it and I like it, I'm like, I like it, but I'm like, I have no idea how we got here. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited for that. Also, do you ever feel like, I don't know, living in New York or anyone who's ever, if you've ever been a, if you've been a serial renter, because one of the questions she asked me was, oh, what's, what do you like to shop for 
home furnishings. And I'm like, honestly, I'm tired of West Elm and I'm sick of Ikea. I don't know what else is out there because I've only been renting and I never really cared to learn because no one wants to invest a lot of money in into a rental. So I'm also interested to learn about new places to shop or like where do the grown-ups buy their furniture? I don't know. Um, to get me out of that, you know, West Elm, because you know, everyone's place looks the same if you like everyone shops at the same three places when they're renting. And I'm just like, take me somewhere different. Also, take me somewhere cheaper. Exactly. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> Some like wholesale discounts. And that's what I'm excited. There's a lot of like tile wholesalers and like just in Jersey, there's I've noticed it's just like, I, you know, I never really looked before. But as I drive through, I'm like, oh, look, granite wholesalers and this. and that. So I'm excited to kind of like um, do like some high low, like put the money where it really matters and then cut back the places where it doesn't matter as much. Yeah. So, yep. And then I'm definitely going to be reaching out to my um, online family. Like, anybody know? Anybody got a discount at? <laughs> so be prepared. Yeah. I mean, I want to hear if anyone, if any of our listeners, have you ever used a home polish? There's also this website called Decorist I was looking at. I might check them out as well. Um, if you've ever used one of these, like, I don't know, on-demand interior design services, let me know. Let me know if you liked your experience. Tweet us at the BA podcast. Um, or yeah, that's probably the best way to tweet us at the BA podcast, or you can send us an email at brianambitionpodcast at gmail.com. Speaking of tweets, you want to look in these tweet streets? Do you like how I just handed you that segue? I did. Cause I told <laughs> the guy, you know, I have the worst memory. I was like, Oh, that's right. <laughs> Honestly, I love that you guys are starting to tweet us more. Remember our Twitter is at the BA podcast. So Shana J, her Twitter handle is at Foxy with two X's, YJ underscore 85. Girl, were you born 85? You young girl. When were you born, Mandy? I mean, you're going to ask a woman her age on girl, live you know, podcast? Mandy is like a true millennial. She's like 14. Anyway, so Shayna J, she wrote, love listening to At The BA Podcast on my drive to work because I always get inspired to do my budget while I'm on break. Love y'all. Oh, we love you too, Shayna. And there was another one that I thought was really nice. Um, um, Hank Green, who I'm not sure what he does. He Come has, through, Hank. Yes, he he's got <laughs> the blue checks. I'm like, Hank, you somebody? So Hank wrote. Um, he just wrote a post saying he's he's a white guy. He wrote, um, your favorite podcasters who aren't white guys go. And Emily and Ithaca. Her, Wait, um, we need to tell him who our favorite podcasters who aren't white are. <laughs> You know, and that's what Emily and Ithaca, she re- she replied. Oh, um, oh, yeah. oh. Yeah, and so that's what really shouting at Emily. Emily and Ithaca, her um her handle is HBF Fights Nazis. Oh, okay. Well, hey, Emily. <laughs> and so <laughs> I guess we support that. I know. So Emily wrote, Brown Ambition is such a great podcast about money and more. Um, So you're fighting the Nazis and you're listening to Brown Ambition. We love you. So that's in my, in my Twitter, my Twitter tweets. I love um, What that. about you? Yeah, I see a lot of people on Instagram give a shout outs when people ask them who their favorite podcasts are. So thank you guys. I should start shouting you guys out, but appreciate the love. On the gram, I have to say, I think I know what the secret sauce is to getting likes on Instagram from our listeners. Just post something about living signal, single. That's all you need. <laughs> because like by far our most popular post um, over the last couple of weeks has been this picture um, from Eric Alexander. Uh, featuring, I don't even know his real name. Who plays Kyle on <laughs> on Living Single? It doesn't matter. Anyway, Max and Kyle got back together for the gram. And I posted on an Instagram page and our listeners went batshit crazy. Um, <laughs> hundred Over 160 likes. And uh, 
listener Ifadoju, Ifadoju said, looking like fine wine. Does anyone remember when Kyle sang over 10 in Sinclair's wedding but was looking at Max? Sad face, sad face. Mm, no, I don't, but chat, okay. First of all, you need to revisit this episode because it is like a masterclass in bad 90s, like mood lighting and soft filter. It is so bad. And also just any any show in the 90s of like a wedding scene, the outfits are hilarious. Um, this is a classic episode. I do remember when he sang My Funny Valentine, though. I mean, how can you forget? Did you forget I, you know- I did. You know what? It's so crazy. I know. My memory. I know. You know what it is? I don't watch the reruns. Don't have Hulu? Yeah. Well, I do, but I guess I haven't watched the reruns, and I need to. I'm going to get back into it, because honestly, I love living single. You need to watch the reruns. I I do. I've gotten my husband hooked on it, too. It's so funny. Sometimes I come in the room, he's just watching episodes by himself. (laughs) (laughs) They age so well, these episodes. They're so good. No, I'm not going to lie, because I don't know, when when, when the show was on, if you missed it, you missed it, right? Unless you got a VHS tape and you could record stuff. There was no DVR. So for me, there's so many episodes I never saw. Yes, you're right. I I don't think I saw the entire last season. I never knew what happened. Yeah, no, you're right. I was thinking about that because you're because they don't do the replays like they do with other shows, like obviously like Golden Girls, which you know plays all the time. But so I, if you missed it, you missed it, and that's why I'm like missing out on a lot. But you know what? I'm gonna make that my mission because at night when I kind of go to sleep, I need some um an injection of good TV. So that'll be my go-to. It's a good tonic for the soul after everything that you read all day. I have to say, it's like 24 minutes, perfect little, perfect little cure for the for the the blues and anyway they're looking amazing if you guys want to see the picture i'm talking about go to instagram find us at brown ambition podcast on instagram you can see the beautiful couple i don't think they've aged at all except kyle has a little gray hair but they look amazing yeah Yeah, they do look amazing hey ba fam this episode is sponsored by state farm are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers, they're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Are you ready to boost and break or boost and break? It's funny because I have a boost. I have a boost break. You what have about a, you? You go first this week, but I'm ready. I'm ready for you. So mine is so random and so what? So have you seen the the um the Shiggy dance or AKA the, the In My Feelings dance? Oh, yes. I don't so, know what a Shiggy is, but I do know. I am like, yeah, I watched Will Smith's had the best, yes. I think. In yeah, my feelings so like, challenge. Right? So, Kiki, do you love me? Are you riding? But beside me. His album's been out for a week. I don't know the words yet. Sorry. Yes. No, me either. No one knows that part. So, anyway, it that dance started from a young Instagram comedian named, I don't know what his real name is, but like on Instagram, his name is The Shiggy Show. 
And he's hilarious. And what I like about him is that, like, his whole premise was, like, I'm from New York. And instead of being, like, this hard New York guy, I'm happy and I dance. And he's super silly. So he started a dance to that song. And um, it just took took over the interwebs. And Wait, so it wasn't Sierra? I thought it was Sierra. (laughs) No, so like the celebrities <laughs> okay. started, yeah, they started doing it as a result. Like, because like I said, he's known for like his silly dancing and like always being joyful and smiling and like the opposite of typically like you would think like a Queens dude, like, you know, so he kind of is like, I'm the opposite of that. I'm, I'm happy, I'm smiling and I'm not mad at anybody. Um, and so he actually, because, you know, that song is not, I mean, it, it's a fun song, but I, you know, I, I didn't really think about it until I saw the, the shaky dance craze. So he's been on all, every type of radio show, TV, and one of the big things. Thing. So this is my brown. My brown break is kind of like, okay, I'm over the daggone Kiki. Are you writing? Um, but my brown boost is for him because he just posted a picture on IG three hours ago because people were like, yo, um, Drake needs to acknowledge you. You know, like you did this. You blew up his song. Da, da, da. He just posted a picture with Drake. And when I tell you the smile on his face, man, it is so Oh, cute. he met Drake. Oh. Yeah. He sh- I mean, Drake should be paying him. I know, but it is so amazing because through this, he got his blue check on Instagram. Yo, the look on his face, <laughs> if you can, if you're by your phone, Mandy, just type in the Shiggy show and the look on his face, he looks like, he's like, oh, my life, my, I'm just so happy. Like he won, like he won the life, the life award and everyone has been following his like, kind of like success I guess with this like kind of challenge and everybody's been rooting him on and he's just been so grateful and it's just really cute so I just want to do a brown a brown boost to that I, I mean a break from I'm tired of the daggone song I get it the challenge but a boost for someone who you know mm-hmm. has been using mm-hmm. Instagram to mm-hmm. right to make people mm-hmm. smile and and as a result look at you you know you never know maybe he'll be in the video yeah he needs to get paid <laughs> it's like free promotion sorry and no, it is. No, you're right. Because honestly, people weren't thinking about that song until that came out and it blew that song out of the water. I'm not tired of it yet. Sorry. Now it's in my head. Man. Okay. I don't know what to boost or break first. Maybe should I break the CBS workers who called the cops on a black woman who just tried to use a damn coupon? Oh my gosh. Or should I do a boost for the one last standing blockbuster in America, which Washington Post wrote about this week? I don't know, which I think I might do CVS. I'm leaning towards CVS because I just want to say something about this. Yes, do that. I love that these stories are becoming part of mainstream news. Like It's like every news outlet wants to have their story and make it go viral. But I, I also feel like it's one of these cases where this is not anything that's new. I feel like it's been happening um, for a long, 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 long time. I was just... I don't know, like a little bit sad, but also a little bit glad that there's things like cell phones today and people are shining a light on these crazy and pointless um, instances of of racism where just like every day you're walking around being a certain color, you do something and you're treated entirely differently. It's it's insane. Like when I saw, I was like, wait, is he for a coupon? Not for like you, you know, I just, I was like, this can't be real because because you're saying it's a fraudulent coupon like what this no no this coupon's too good <laughs> no like, and even let's just say even if it was what does that have to do with the police like well ma'am we're not taking this coupon i mean you know what i mean and he was sh- the guy was shaking calling the police so i, I was in was- chicago too you wouldn't even think normally of chicago if you're thinking this where this would happen and you know in the u.s i don't think i would necessarily think chicago but yeah. that's what happened 
like, you know, there's black people in Chicago. This shouldn't be the first encounter. And then, two, like, they did a little digging because, you know, now his hashtag is Coupon Carl, which is hilarious. Oh, you know, they have, the, what is that, the barbecue hashtag? There's, like, um, there, they have one, like, Petty Patty, like, for one of the, I think the, the woman who called the guy, uh, called the cops on the guy having a barbecue. Yeah. I forget, I forget the water one's name, what her name was. But anyway, they've got this fun, like, you know, hashtag. Oh, <laughs> and so, so Coupon Carl is shaking and he's describing her. And she was like, no, you can say I'm black. Black is not a bad thing. I'm in here. I have a coupon that's legitimate. I don't understand why calling the police is necessary because it's not. And the police were like, yeah, I mean, he's allowed to ask you to leave the store. But like, why are we here? People are dying legitimately. And we're here because she's using a coupon that you don't think is real. And he got fired and rightfully so. Him and whoever was below him who, like, escalated it up to him and refused to take her coupon, um, they got fired. And after a little digging, I think I read somewhere that, of course, he's a Trump supporter because, you know, but whatever, he's running for some sort of office. And um, he was, like, um, under suspicion of, like, I guess padding the ballots or something like that. I'm like, oh, so I can't use a coupon you don't recognize, but you could try to cheat an election. Got it. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I didn't do all that extra investigation. Look at you. Oh, I, I know. I can't ready. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, it was all in, all in my timeline. So I was just like, oh, my goodness. And the woman who was um, – someone called the cops on her for visiting like a, uh, a pool in a gated community with her son, a black woman and her, and her son. Like that I, – I had just – that was the week before my friends and I did that, that quote-unquote camping trip um, uh, for 4th of July. And there was uh, same thing. It was like we rented an Airbnb in a really nice like community by this lake in Pennsylvania. Anyway, they have a really cool community center with like games and with a pool. And my friends, we, we were every shade of the rainbow, black, white, Indian, blonde, brown, Dominican, like we're a very diverse group. And when we roll up on some of these campsites, sometimes we joke about like, oh, here, everyone's like freaking out because here comes the brown campsite or whatever. But when we went to the community center just to play some games, um, you know, we walked in, we didn't, we walked in, you had to like buy a wristband or if you're a guest, you know, you pay six bucks for a wristband to get access to the pool and to the games or whatnot. And we walked back, you know, we passed all these people to go to the game room. We weren't the only people there, but um, about 15 minutes after we were there, this woman pokes her head in. It's not, you know, very, very nice smile, pokes her head in, looks like she's ready to raise her hand and be like, you guys haven't paid, you know, why are you here? And then like, without even saying anything or coordinating it, we all just kind of like lift our hands up and show the wristband. Like we paid to get in here. Bye. (laughs) Um, yeah, and you you know you never it's it's hard to put a finger on racism. You could say, oh, maybe I'm projecting my own, you know, projecting onto that woman the fact that she came back there because we were a room full of brown people in a largely white, you know, community center. Um, that's that's when it becomes tricky, and it didn't it didn't escalate to this point as it does in video. But uh, yeah, it's it, it's it's just imagine like how uncomfortable it is for people in those shoes. I don't have to tell you or anyone else listening probably to imagine that, but that's. Yeah, that's that's what happens when you just walk through the world and you look a little bit different. Yeah, no, it is because you you don't want to be somebody who's like it's always racism, but you also don't want to be like someone who is, I guess, ignoring it. I, I can remember. I think the first time I really, really, really felt it, I think it was like sixth grade or something, and like somebody followed me in the store, and honestly, I just said, oh, because I'm a kid, and then my friends came in, because I, I lived in Westfield and it's like mostly a white neighborhood, and my friends came in, and there was a bunch of them, and they were stealing. 
Um, because I knew I knew them. I was like, they're stealing. And, and, they, and they were like running around the store acting crazy. And the lady kept following me. Like it made it really obvious. Like I would stand in the aisle and I looked down the aisle and she would stand there with her arms crossed. And I would go to another aisle and she would move and stand at the, the top of the aisle with her arms crossed. And then I said, are you following me? Because, you know, I'm like 11 or 12. And she was quiet and looked at me. And I said, uh, and I asked her again, because, you know, at, the t- at that age, I'm thinking like, you know, adults are people you could trust. And I said, are you following me? Why, why are you not following them? And I remember I'm like, my eyes got big and she just like looked at me and it was very clear. Like, you know, people communicate with that. And I was like, wow. And I remember being like, is she following me? Cause I'm black. I just couldn't believe it. Cause it never happened. At Do you least remember what she said. She didn't say anything. She just looked at me hmm. and I was like, are you, and then, you know, I kept saying like, are you following me? And I just, and I just remember my, like, you know, tears welling up in my eyes and me leaving. And my friend's like, where are you going? And I just was like, I went home and I told my mom. And she said that she had a similar experience in that very same store. They sent, like, when you move to a new city, they send you, like, a care package with all these coupons. And when she went to use it, they the, that same lady told her, I don't know where you got these from. Where did you get these from? <laughs> um, and so she was like, don't ever go back in that store again. And I remember, like, never going back to the store again, except for I got older. Like, I think I was, like, in high school or, like, in um, college, and I went in that store. And I was, like, you know, I was ready. Uh, but, like, you know, she didn't say anything to me. And I didn't say anything to her. Um, but I just remember thinking, like, yo, I didn't go in the store even to buy anything just to see if she was still there. And she was. And I was just, like, you know, it's just crazy. Like, to a kid, imagine. Like, 11, 12. I wasn't a big kid. I was, like, super skinny and, like, yeah. And, you know, but it was, like, my first real kind of like interaction with like, wait, what's happening here? I'm being treated differently because of how I look. Is it, is that really the reason? But then when I saw like, wait, my stealing ass friends, I'm like, uh, that is the reason. (laughs) But then I kind of felt like, you know, a little giggle, like, well, you know, they got theirs off. So you following me, but you just lost your merchandise over there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shout out to Samantha and them. (laughs) Oh, we're naming names now. Okay. Nobody remembers it. Like, there were so many things in middle school. But I was like, mm-hmm. she was like, girl, did you get anything? I'm like, no, I came to pay for things. Just stealing behinds. I'm not stealing. <laughs> My parents spank. <laughs> I'm not trying to get caught out here. Uh, so, yeah. Well, if you guys, you know what? I feel like we never share your brown booster break. If you have an amazing booster break, send it. Um, use hashtag brown boost, brown break. And um, especially like I like Twitter, so you can tweet us at, at the BA podcast, but you can certainly um, send us a message if you go to Brown Ambition, um, brownambitionpodcast.com and click um, ask us anything. You can send a booster break there. We might read it out loud. Right, Mantra? I mean, maybe. <laughs> I might. I might could read it. <laughs> I might could read it. I might like read it. I might could read it. I feel like that <laughs> meme of Cardi B as a little girl. Did you see <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, we're on a meme episode, but I can't I can't get enough of that meme. I love that meme. I, I posted one that said, my mama said, um, my mama said, I can't eat jello rice over here because y'all from Ghana. Posted, <laughs> <laughs> yo, every, yo, the Ghanaians in the comments are tight. I'm like, it's just joke. <laughs> Kidding, kind of. <laughs> All right. Are we ready for some questions? Any really good ones hit the inbox? Let's look at some questions. Yeah, we have a couple of good ones. Let's take a question from, let's see, Sheena. 
Oh, I was about to say her last name. Woof. No, don't say people's last names, Mandy. That's <laughs> not cool. Um, so listener Sheena has a question um, and she's got some debt and she wants to know. I feel like we get this question a lot, but everyone's situation is a little bit differently, um, but constantly like feeling pulled in two directions, paying down debt or saving for retirement or saving for emergency or paying down which debt first. All these questions, super confusing. So here's Sheena's situation. Sheena says, I've learned so much about personal finances from the podcast. However, I'm in a situation where I'm in, a ro- in between a rock and a hard place. I'm 27 years old. I make $22 an hour and my monthly expenses are around $1,300. I have a high credit score, 731. Whoop, whoop. Um, but I have close to $40,000 in debt. Part of that is student loan debt. She also has an auto loan debt. Her student loans are about $30,000 and her auto loan is about $6,000. She only has $1,500 in savings and she really wants to pay off her car sooner than later. So she asks, my question is, should I put my student loan in deferment in order to pay off my car sooner? I also want to try saving for retirement in a 401k um, and by possibly putting my student loan in deferment, that could help me with this. What do you think? Thank you. Oh, so classic millennial, 27 yeah. years old, has yeah. auto debt, student loan debt, a tiny bit of savings, and wants obviously wants to start saving, but is looking at her auto loan debt and wondering if it makes more sense to put her student loans on hold while she pays off her auto loan debt. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, here's the order of things that I put things in order. And then, you know, I feel like you can make your own choices. But and so real I, quick, just keeping in mind, we don't know the APR in her debt. Yep. And we don't know what type of federal if she has federal student loans or private. So we don't have those details. So what we're saying is just like, and a, a general idea. It's yes. not hard and true advice. Exactly. I was going to say like, this is just in general. And, and, and depending on like, so typically I like to put retirement over everything. But if I had say credit card debt and the um, interest rate was like 25%, then I would make adjustments there. But the general rule for me is retirement comes first. Um, and then I kind of slide down and say retirement, then um, then like a credit card debt, like so higher interest rate debt, as long as it's not obscene. If it's obscene, I kind of put that a little bit first. Um, and then after my high interest rate debt, then it's like, okay, start like um, emergency savings um, and then um, savings slash regular debt pay down. So that's usually like my order of things. Um, retirement, credit card debt, um, uh, like, well, of course, like bills and stuff, but then emergency savings slash um, regular debt pay down. And so fitting those, that's typically like the order that I like to, because I feel like, I don't know, I guess the old lady in me is like, because I lost all of my money post-recession, I'm like really concerned about my old lady self and making sure that she has money because I, I spent all that money. So I put my retirement first as long as my credit card debt, like at the point, at the time when I'm. Um, and I think my interest rate on my credit card was like 9%. So I didn't put that above retirement because that wasn't obscene, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me restock my retirement. And as I started to do so, and I got like a little system going, then I really put the effort into paying down my credit card debt. I used the snowball method. You can use the Googles to find the snowball method. And once I got a system for the snowball method going, 
you know, in the meantime, of course, I was paying bills. Then I started really looking at like um, paying down other types of debt. And I mean, I was paying the minimum to that, but um, paying other types of debt, like a little bit more aggressively if I had a little extra and an emergency savings. And so that was like the order, like I said, that I put my things in. What, what would, What's your order, Mandy? Well, because she's 27 and she says that, I mean, she gets paid pretty well, $22 an hour. She has student loan debt. Her auto loan debt is about $6,000. That's not a ton, actually. Um, I've, I've heard worse. Um, so she's making pretty decent money. Her only types of debt are student loan and auto debt. There's no high interest credit card debt from what I get from her email. And she only has 1500 in savings and she's 27. Part of me is saying, and she wants to know if she should put off her student loans to put money in her savings account. If it's a choice between her emergency savings and retirement, you know, ideally you could put a little bit toward both. But I would say I would I would focus on beefing up that savings fund first before okay. putting everything you have left at the end of the month into retirement, only because that's only about one month's worth of – she says her monthly expenses are 1300 and she has 1500 saved up. So it's only good enough to cover one month's worth of expenses if things – you know, go south. And if she's working hourly, then maybe she, her position isn't necessarily that secure if she's a, you know, an hourly worker. So I, I, I would say I'd, I'd like her to beef up her savings a little bit. But at the same time, what makes sense on paper is to pay off debt that has a high interest rate. So take a look at your auto loan. If it that interest rate is, say, higher than 9%, I think it makes sense to attack that auto loan pretty aggressively because it's unlikely that, I mean, this is me assuming that your student loan debt is also has an interest rate lower than 9%. So let's say if the if the auto loan is at a high interest rate, like higher than 9%, um, certainly in double digits, I think that's probably your most expensive debt. I would say tackle that first. Um, you could, if you have federal student loan debt, not necessarily put it in deferment, but call them up and see if you can get put on an income-based repayment plan that may reduce your payments to a, um, you know, a very low amount so you can put money, free up more money to put toward that auto loan debt um, and pay off that auto loan debt pretty aggressively. And once you're in a better place there, start kicking more toward retirement. I mean, I guess in my mind, I just think you're never going to, not never, but it's unlikely over the long term that you might make more than 9% on an annual basis from, re from your investment returns. So I think on paper, looking at those three things, it makes more sense for me to tack that auto loan debt. Um, and then just so you have a nice little um, cushion to put money into that emergency savings fund. Because my only worry there is, you know, what happens if her car breaks down and she needs repair and she, you know, empties out her emergency fund, which you know, $1,500 is not that much. Yeah. Um, and then she may start racking up credit card debt because she's emptied out that emergency fund. Um, and then she really won't be in a like good position to, to save toward retirement. It's, it's complex, but so that's what I say. That's what makes sense on paper. Now there's what makes sense on paper and there's what makes you sleep at night. And that's why I think what Tiffany, like what you said earlier is a good example of, okay, well, how can I sleep at night? So I can sleep at night if I know Wanda's taken care of in the future and I have my retirement savings, it's not like you're saying, okay, ignore your other debts. You can save yes. toward retirement. It's just like, well, maybe putting a little bit in retirement so you have peace of mind at night. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Just because sometimes, sometimes, like, and if I, like, for example, if I hadn't, let's just say the the recession hadn't hit and I just had, you know, debt, like, you and car loan debt and whatever, I probably retirement would have just been whatever, you know, money that it was normally coming out or matched for my company. It wouldn't have been a big concern, but I guess because it was like, oh my goodness, that was like a huge fear of mine because I'm like, wow. I'm in my early 30s now, and all my retirement money that I was working toward is gone. So I was like, I don't want to. What do I do? You know. And so, you know. So it it's it's hard. Money is hard because it's like partially emotional, but then partially um, logical. And if you only address one of those sides, it's gonna feel incomplete. Mm-hmm. You know. And so addressing the fact, like, like, well, what can I do to kind of like, so I can sleep at night, but then also it's almost like the difference between the um, snowball method and the, um, what's the other method where you actually do the, the um, I don't know if this is called anything. Avalanche. The avalanche method. So like the snowball method, you really are a- appealing to your emotional side and the avalanche method is a little bit more logical, but it doesn't necessarily um, feed the emotional uh, component of paying off debt. And so- you know, but you have to pick what's best for you because if they both can still work. Because I did the um, snowball method, and you know, it took me two and a half years to pay off the. Like I think I had like thirty five thousand dollars in credit card debt when I, when I first started the method, and, and and it worked because it appealed to the part that would motivate me to keep going. Yeah, I agree. I think she's also one thing you can do, Sheena, is sit down and say, okay, I have this much left over at the end of the month that you haven't told us how much you have left over at the end of the month, but I'd be curious to know. And then how long would it take you if you really spent time to really aggressively pay off that student, that car loan debt, because it'll just make you feel better to have it off your back. Um, if you did that, how long would you realistically, how long would it realistically take for you to do that? You know, is it six months? Is it three months? Is it two years? Because I don't think you'd want to neglect your retirement savings for two years or your emergency savings for two years necessarily. Um, but if it's six months, then maybe it's worth it for your, like your emotional well-being to have that debt done and to feel good about it. And then, you know, after six months, your auto loan is, is paid off and then you can start diverting more towards savings and then picking back up where you left off, um, you know, with your student loans. Um, I would, I would, yeah, just sit down and see what's realistic and how much time you're really taking to pay off that auto loan debt. Um, but from your numbers, you know, $32,000 in student loan debt, um, 6000 on a car, I'm not hearing, and you make 22 hours, $22 an hour, I'm not hearing any reason specifically to defer and like stop paying your student loans. It seems like you should be able to keep up with those, um, you know, as you work on your other goals at the same time. Because, you know, when you defer, interest still accrues. Um, I don't know. Any any thoughts from you, Tiffany, on like deferring student loans versus signing up for income um, driven repayment plan, assuming she can if they're federal loans? I mean, I deferred. It's probably it's it's better than defaulting. I'll say that. Okay, fair enough. So, you know, I I you know, um, but I wish I would have known. I'm not gonna lie. I wish I would have known about income based repayment because at the time I wasn't making twenty two dollars an hour. So if I would have known, that would have helped significantly. So I, when it comes to student loans, you definitely wanted to explore like okay, deferment, um, income based repayment, and even possible forgiveness. Those are the three things you wanted to 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 look up to see if there's anything you can do. And then if, if there is no kind of like help to alleviate your student loan payments, then deferment is definitely a good place to start if they're federal. 
So, I mean, but it's not like I wish I if I would have known because at one point I was making zero dollars, my my payment could have been zero dollars a month. I didn't know that because I didn't apply for income based repayment. I just deferred it. And then I accrued all this additional interest. And I'm like, oh, so now instead of owing 50,000, I owe 52. That's great because I still don't have any money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no there's no perfect answer, Sheena. I mean, hopefully we gave you some things to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think that I mean, I think honestly, taking a step back, like your picture is not dire, like as dire as I me. Mean, I've definitely heard worse. You're young, you're earning a decent income. You haven't said what your career is, but it sounds like you're, um, you know, actually pretty good. You have a high credit score. Your auto loan is 6000 but it doesn't, I mean, I've definitely had no people with way more auto loan debt than that. Student loans, the average is about 30000 across America. So it seems like you're right in that just like, you know, normal post-college grad debt thing. Um, you're just feeling a little spread thin when you're trying to prioritize stuff. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's you, we've sort of told you like what to think about. I think you're just gonna have to figure out what works for you and what makes you, um, feel good about, you know, financially. Cause there isn't a, necessarily a wrong answer. The only wrong answer is to stop paying anything. Right. And yes. like go take a vacation and go to the mall and forget about things. The, every Anything you're doing, if it's attacking your debt or saving, is the right answer. So at least, you know. Exactly. And and yeah, I love that. that you said that. It's like those little like changes that you can make, because money is fluid. So there's no one right way to do everything. It's just, but doing something in the right direction is something. And usually the next step will start to reveal itself. You're like, oh, okay. Now that I've done this, I see it's loosened up money here so I can make a different choice. You won't always be here as long as you're moving forward. Amen, sister friend. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.